KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. I'm Jim Melwort. Mail-in ballots. When the Pennsylvania state legislature passed a new law that allowed no-excuse absentee voting, a.k.a. mail-in ballots, no one could have expected what the past uh, six or so months have held, especially for the counties. It's the state that sets the rules for an election, but it's the counties that actually have to implement those rules. So think of the NBA where the league says these are the rules, and then you have the officials out on the court uh, telling the players what, what they can and can't do. That's kind of what the counties have to do. So all these rules fall on the county. So I sat down with Montgomery County Commissioner and Chair of the Board of Elections, Ken Lawrence, uh, and County COO and Chief Clerk, uh, Liesl Tiziak, uh, to talk about all the issues they're facing with, uh, with mail-in ballots uh, and, and getting those out. They've already gotten tens of thousands back. Uh, and these aren't just issues facing Montgomery County. They're talking about issues that are affecting pretty much every county uh, in Pennsylvania and also every voter. This is Ken Lawrence, Montgomery County Commissioner, Chair of the Board of Elections. Lee Saltesiak, Chief Operating Officer for Montgomery County and Chief Clerk of the Election Board. So I guess uh, before we get into details, what what are the things that keep you guys up at night when, when you think about this election? There's a, there's a lot of interest and anxiety about this election. It's our first time with vote by mail on this scale, um, and we are still dealing with a pandemic. There were a lot of challenges in the primary and correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of seemed like one of those was the late requests and, and the large amount of late requests for, for mail-in ballots. Knock on wood, it seems, if, if you're saying you've already sent out or in, are in the process of finalizing sending out 200,000 ballots, it seems like a big chunk of that, or one of those hurdles at least, a big hurdle, has already been been surmounted. Fair to say? Absolutely. We had more time to get out those ballots and we are getting out the ballots by the tens of thousands every day. Another issue, again, correct me if I'm wrong, in in, in early June was uh, difficulty with the Postal Service. Now, you've said, and I live in Montgomery County, I got my ballot uh, last week. You've said that those ballots seem to be arriving within three days you know, you can't predict the future, but it seems, again, one of the major issues in the primary, the Postal Service seems to be working more smoothly now, correct? In the primary, it took my ballot eight days to get from Bluebell to Norristown. We are definitely seeing better return times than that now. From when our ballot started to mail on September 30th, I mean, we had people bringing them back to the Dropbox locations that weekend. So the mail does seem to be moving well. That said... You have been saying since, well, I mean, I guess since since this legislation came into being, that the the one week before the election deadline to request the mail-in ballot was was challenging at best, uh, impossible in 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 worst case. Uh, that deadline's still there. What what are you saying to people who are thinking ah, I got time? I would certainly encourage anyone who wants to vote by mail to apply now. Do not wait until the deadline. And I'm even encouraging people now to use the Dropbox locations. We have 16 locations throughout Montgomery County where people can return their ballots. 
and they will literally be back in voter services that evening. So even right now, I would encourage people to, to take advantage of the Dropbox locations or our satellite offices to return their ballots. And I, and I opened with, you know, what are the things that keep you guys up at night? And, and that may be unfair. Working behind the scenes, do you sometimes feel like there is, well, but let me rephrase that. Not do you feel like there is, there there is certainly uh, an effort uh, by some interested parties to uh, erode the faith in mail in ballots and 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 the the no excuse mail in ballots. How frustrating is that? And can you give me any examples? And how frustrating is it to hear things that may not be true? Uh, or things that, that that you're working through, or or just general disinformation. I, I think there's misinformation and disinformation. I think misinformation is people don't understand this process yet because it's new, um, so they don't understand ballot appeals and challenges and why ballots couldn't be mailed out in in September 14th as as they 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 could have been. But then I think there's disinformation. Um, and I think you see that coming from the president where, yes, he's trying to erode confidence in the process, um, cause a lot of anxiety so that people become paralyzed. Um, and I think ultimately they don't want people to vote. Um, so I would encourage people to make a plan. If you plan to vote by mail, you can absolutely do that. There is plenty of time. Um, and if you plan to vote in person, we're going to have over 300 polling locations. We will have, uh, all the health and safety accommodations there. And the most important thing is for people to remain focused, look through the noise and vote. I tweeted out election information this morning. Somebody replied to the tweet and said, it's going to be a mess. Poll workers are going to call out sick. They're going to have to consolidate at the last minute. Lines are going to be crazy. I I asked at the top, are there things that keep you up at night? Is is that uh, a concern that, that you might not or that you might lose poll workers morning of, or is that just a hypothetical that you, you can't even be bothered with at this point? Well, as it, we're three weeks away from this election now, and I think we're in very good shape for it. Um, as I mentioned, we still do have a pandemic. Uh, so, you know, that's an unknown variable. Uh, we always have poll workers who, who may call out that day. So that's why we have backups. There's always things that will happen around an election, but at, at three weeks out now, uh, with the the number of ballots that we have mailed and are getting returned and where we are with our polling locations, I think we're in good shape for the election. Give me a glimpse behind the curtain. What What's it like, you know, people love to complain and, and say, you know, why you mentioned, you know, the ballots weren't mailed out September 15th. Um, you know, we know the reason for that, but people who hear this may not. What's it like behind the curtain? What 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 headwinds are you guys facing and, and how have you been able to to get to where you are now? Well, I think the primary was a good learning experience, you know, to, to conduct an election in this environment with both the volume of mail-in and absentee votes being cast, but also operating in a pandemic. We had to scale up quickly and on the fly in the primary, we had a little bit more time for the general to do the same. And, you know, we had a roadmap for how to do it. I think we are in a, a very good uh, position now for the general. We know what we need to scale up in order to pull off everything that we have so far, which is to have relocated uh, and or confirmed every one of our polling places well ahead of 
uh, the point we were able to do that in the primary. We've been able to recruit and we are training poll workers uh, at a rate well ahead of where we were in the primary. And our staff is building, building towards election day. We've uh, been scaling up uh, literally every week and it will continue to build as we get to and uh, the days after election day. Our staff is currently working uh, two shifts, seven days a week. And uh, we are uh, keeping up with the incoming and working to continue to build confidence uh, for the voters in Montgomery County that this will be a free and fair election. Talking to to people from Harrisburg today, and they do expect that uh, the pre-canvassing will be agreed upon uh, early next week, uh, leaving counties two weeks to try to implement something, uh, probably giving giving you the weekend uh, to to pre-canvass. How helpful is that at this point? Better late than never. Sooner would have been better. But as as Lee just discussed, I mean, we'll have to make accommodations and and plan for that and and add that variable in. But, you know, it's better late than never. And with with that in mind, you know, we've kind of touched around the edges here, but I I don't know if a lot of people understand what counties are have to do in an election and, and how huge of an undertaking this is, this is for, for each County. Um, and, and especially the, the days leading up, it's not like you guys are sitting around and, Oh, now we can open envelopes. You know, I'm, I'm guessing you mentioned staff working two shifts a day for seven days a week, just kind of give an idea of what a huge undertaking a presidential election is in normal times. And then adding in variables of voting machines, which are relatively new, mail-in ballots, and a pandemic. It's a massive undertaking in normal times. These aren't normal times. And what we also have is we have the rules being changed as the process has begun. So it's like the NBA All-Star game where they had different rules for each quarter. You know, we we are being flexible, we are being nimble, and, and we're adjusting. But there are variables that we can't control, appeals, court hearings, and then changes to the actual law. In an ideal world, you know, we would have been able to plan for all these things in August. And we're in October and and reacting to them, but we're going to get it done. Do you expect to be able to have uh, any kind of meaningful election results uh, night of uh, on Tuesday, uh, November 3rd? In the primary, we know that it took a week to count in Montgomery County approximately 127,000 ballots. Uh, We knew we needed to scale up and more than double the size of our operation in order to count likely more than double that number of ballots in the general uh, inside of that that same amount of time. No one wants to wait a week to find out the results of this presidential election. And in Montgomery County and, and counties all around the state, we have been ramping up uh, so that we can return a an accurate result as quickly as possible. And and again, going back to what you guys have to deal with, and and I was I was trying to explain this to somebody, and I was I was saying, you know, you guys are like, and I compared it to the NFL when they changed the rules about what is what is and what isn't a catch, and everyone got irritated with the refs or the replay officials. Explain the county's role in in running an election 
compared to the the legislature or Department of State? What are you guys What are you guys responsible for, and and what set of rules are you playing by? So boards of elections all around the Commonwealth, uh, we don't make the rules. We we simply play by them. And as Commissioner Lawrence just pointed out, it has been frustrating to administer an election and in real time have to adjust to changing uh, changing rules, cha- changing guidance, and changing guidelines. But we've been managing managing through that, uh, all while trying to keep the general public uh, as informed and uh, as and as understanding of what the process is, uh, so that they can have confidence in their election here at home. So I think with respect to how long it will take and what it takes to administer the election and how long it it may take this year in order to have a sense of the results, uh, it will take longer and it will require people to have patience. There is a lot of anxiety and uh, skepticism out there. And I don't think people need to be skeptical of how long it will take and what that means. But I do think uh, they need to be patient and they can be confident that at least in Montgomery County, we have scaled up to the point uh, that we believe we can have a, an accurate result and in an amount of time that you know will be consistent with other counties uh, in Pennsylvania who are dealing with a, an equally high volume of mail. By the time election day rolls around, we will have literally a couple of hundred people working 24 hours a day to process the mail-in and absentee ballots. We've also purchased over $1.5 million worth of new equipment uh, to help automate as much as we can. But even with all of the high-speed sorting machines and high-speed scanners, it is still an enormous amount of humanity that is required to conduct an election. And we will be working around the clock to deliver just that. Trying to figure out how to ask this. I, I've I've been aware of, of what we talked about earlier, where there is a disinformation campaign to erode faith in the system. And I can hear in your answers reinforcing the fact that yeah, there are a lot of issues, but we're still we're we're doing this and, and it's going to be run properly and effectively. How challenging is it? How how difficult is it to voice concerns to the people who need to hear them, i.e. state legislature or Department of State, while still reinsur- reassuring people that, yeah, there are challenges, but we got it. You know, as a public official, I think it's very important to make sure that people have confidence in the process. And that's why we try to communicate openly and transparently. Um, But it is a process and there are things to work through. Um, And as I said, it's a new process. So that's why I I think the misinformation is just people not understanding how this process works. Um, It's not helpful to have the disinformation but I think ultimately we need to do our jobs professionally and transparently, and that's what we're doing. If, if you could write the narrative, what would it be? Everybody votes. Everybody votes, um, and they can make their decision how they want to vote, whether it's in person or by mail. Everybody votes. As frustrating as 
it has felt at times and combined with the level of anxiety that is out there, it literally has never been easier to vote. You know, we, there, there have never been more options to receive your ballot and, and ways to deposit your ballot uh, so that it is counted quickly and securely. So between those new options and also the in-person election day, the good old fashioned in-person vote, you know, there, there literally has never been uh, a time where there were as many options for people to confidently cast their vote. As people fill out their ballots, uh, I filled mine out and I, I just, I signed it and out of habit started writing my date of birth underneath it because that's what you do when you sign. So, you know, with the, along with naked ballots and, and some of the more obvious and discussed things, um, there are a lot of pitfalls along the way for something that seems so simple. What are some other things that we may not think of uh, that, that could get a ballot tossed? We've had some ballots return with just the secrecy envelope. Um, so they did not put it in the outer envelope. So they got the message to use the secrecy envelope, um, but didn't use the outer envelope. So you need to use both of those envelopes. There have been uh, some nervous and maybe jittery voters who have been filling out their declaration envelope, the outer envelope. And there have been some concerns if they made a mistake, could they cross out? Uh, something on there and write in the accurate information, like in your case with the birth date versus today's date. Uh, and that's okay. Your ballot will not be rejected uh, based on you making a mistake on the outside there that you obviously scribble over and replace with the accurate uh, information. That's so just to put people more at ease on that. There are a number of other reasons that your ballot may not be counted. And they include mailing back your ballot without the privacy envelope inside the larger envelope. Everyone receives two envelopes, the secrecy envelope, which is the smaller envelope, and then the larger outer envelope. The ballot goes in the secrecy envelope. The secrecy envelope goes inside the larger envelope. This year, if that ballot comes back without being inside the secrecy envelope, the rules are that that ballot cannot be counted. In other cases, we do see some people sign their ballots by putting their name actually on their completed ballot. If a ballot is returned to us with any identifying information on the ballot itself, it cannot be counted. So please do not sign your actual ballot. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Jim Melwert. We'll have another episode out soon.